That almost sounds like four knocks, and I want to think that it's the uh, the master from Doctor Who. Hi, is this the offices of Johnny Ellis, podcast <laughs> producer? My name's Andrew Jones. I'm a cinephile. I've come over here to present you with a pitch for an idea. I'm Johnny Ellis, and I'm movie mad, and I'm going to let you carry on. <laughs> Are you movie mad? That's the name of the podcast idea. I show you some films. You go, ooh, have I seen this before? We talk about it. We watch the film. We talk about them afterwards and discuss what we think about the film. And then you discuss whether you find them mad that you watch the movie or whether you're movie mad for them. That's my pitch. What do you say? I say it is a winner. So you're going to give me the funding? I'm going to give you the funding. Yes, hot dog. <laughs> That's You want a hot dog as well? Yeah, I'd like a hot dog because, you know, we're in New York. Yeah. The hot dog capital. They call it the big dog. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm win- the windy hot dog. I'm excited for this one. It's an the, interesting the, one. The Georgia hot dog, they call it. Um, why, why don't you tell people what, what we're watching this week? We're watching an all-singing, all-dancing Broadway classic turn to the silver screen once more. It's Uma Thurman, Will Ferrell, yes. Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick in the Purdue... It's I mean, Zero Mostel and Gene Wilder in Mel Brooks's The Producers. Oh, it's that You're watching OG Producers, baby. 1967's own Mel Brooks's debut. Now, um, now you, you seemed quite uh, annoyed at me earlier when I uh, suggested that this was possibly a... Um... Hold on. This was possibly a... This is uh, possibly a, uh, a musical. Yes, because how dare you infringe the producers a masterpiece of cinema with the producers, a musical adaptation of a Broadway show which was nowhere near as good as the original masterpiece of cinema. I thought it was a musical about a musical. It oh, is, in 2005. Right. In 1967, it's a, it's a comedy about making a musical. Okay. So, but there are... I know there's one song, the Springtime for Hitler thing. Are there any more musical numbers in it? I Why would there be more musical numbers? That make it a musical. Yeah, right. But it's, you can't have a film about a musical without showing some musical numbers, surely. Um, I, I mean, I went to see Rock the Casbah, and they refused to even play the song Rock <laughs> Casbah. All right, yeah. All right, <laughs> I'll accept. Yeah, yeah. I had to accept that. Yeah, we had to accept it because it's all they gave us. Yep. Us, the two people who went to go and see the Bill Murray comedy, <laughs> Rock the Casbah. I use comedy in quotes. Yep. <laughs> um, but How many people we went I'm, to Comic-Con for? I'm, Makes sense uh, of that. I'm assuming um, that the last, say, half hour or so is like snippets of musical numbers at the very least. Okay, um, could you describe what musical numbers you think would be part of this, then? I, I have no idea. All I know is springtime for Hitler. Um, I, as far as I'm aware, the premise for this is two producers make a musical that's so bad um, that it won't make money and that makes them money somehow because that's how business works. I don't understand. Um, so I imagine it's, it's, a, it's a very camp 
origin tale of oh, Hitler. Be, don't be careful when you talk about Hitler and camp, dude. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. That's wow. Just... Listen, that was you, not me. Look, I know you're wearing the hoodie at the moment. No, no. You've got your <laughs> huge no. beard. It's scruffy no. as hell. You've got three names. No one can prove that. No. <laughs> your ex-wife's calling you number. <laughs> You get zip ties on your person because who who doesn't know someone who has has zip who doesn't have zip ties on them at all times? <laughs> what a world we live in! Um, what a wonderful world this <laughs> would be. Stop this, um, But yeah, so 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 you I know have... a lot about the producers, it seems. Yeah, well, I know the main premise, some, some, Sometimes you go in and go, I have no idea what this is. I don't know, true, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Here, you're pumping out detail. Have you watched the movie musical? Uh, I believe so years ago. Um, I, I definitely remember putting the DVD in. I don't Do you remember, remember the only good part of that musical? Is I remember Will Ferrell had uh, pigeons. He really gave it his all. Yeah. He's the best part of that. When you think that Broderick and Lane were playing it on stage all the time and they really can't do it on the screen because they're playing it to the hilt. They can't stop being, you know, right, we're going to do this like it's Broadway. Right. But you're getting at, but you're performing it to an empty stage, but also a camera that's close up on you, so it just feels way too big. Mm. But Will Ferrell somehow, because his character is so big anyway, it feels right. <laughs> um, I, yeah, Strength. all I all I remember is him on a rooftop uh, rearing pigeons. Yeah, um, that's that's literally all I remember. Regular Mike the, Tyson, isn't he? From the um, <laughs> from the 2005 version. Um, version. So yeah, I, apart apart from the, the general premise, which I, I feel like is a well known premise, mm. um, I don't know anything else. Uh, I know Gene Wilder's in it. Yeah, you know Gene. And, um, and I can't remember the other guy. Zero uh, Mel 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 Brooks. Oh, okay, was in it, right? Is Mel Brooks in it, or did you just write it? He pops. He's in everything he's ever done. That's the yeah, Mel Brooks true. thing. Yeah. I saw him do a Q and A once, and he was there. <laughs> really? Ridiculous! Crazy. He couldn't 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 stop him. Jesus. Egotist. <laughs> <laughs> Had to show up on stage. Uh, show himself up, didn't he? Also, I'm quite surprised uh, that this is only a 90 minute film. Because um, I, I was that's what like I said. Oh, it's only 90 minutes. Like musical, I assume. Two hours, two and a half. But you also have to remember, you know, it's a comedy and they've got to get you in, get you out and send you packing. Yeah, true. No one's going to sit down for a three-hour comedy. <laughs> it would be a mad, 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 <laughs> mad world if that were to happen. <laughs> Is that actually good? Nope. Mm. I watched it last year and it was a slog. Rat Race gets more funny premises done in an hour and 45 minutes. Plus ends with super spreader event Smash Mouth. <laughs> Were you a mad, 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 mad man after watching it? It's a mad, mad, was mad, a mad world. Bored, 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 bored. <laughs> so. Do you think I'm going to be bored with uh, this? I I'm... think this is what's kind of not made me jump towards the producers. Is I, I feel like it might be a bit dated and not as entertaining. How familiar are you with Mel Brooks? I've seen Spaceballs. No, nope. had you had you have his phone number? Have you called him up? Oh, um, have you offered to sit down and watch Jeopardy with him since <laughs> July when he lost his best friend? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, no, I would. Don't. Secure the perimeter, he would say to him. He sounds, he sounds like fun. Um, his films, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I think really Space um, uh, Spaceballs and uh, Young Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Didn't you do that? Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, those are the two I know of his, that I know I've seen. I'm going to go into his IMDb now. Dracula Dead and Loving It? Nope. You haven't seen Dracula Dead and Loving It? Nope. What if Leslie Nielsen was Dracula? He's dead and he's loving it. Um, <laughs> History of the World. Part. Oh, it's part. Um, I don't know. It's... Part one. All right. Um, narrated Blazing by... Saddles, I've not watched. Sorry? Narrated by? Narrated by... Uh... He's not in the top cast list. Really? Oh, here we go. Uh, Orson Welles. There we go. How deep into the uh, cast list do you have to um, get? In the all cast, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You have the all cast. Eighth. It's me, Omnicron <laughs> from Transformers. The he's he's eighth on the list in all cast. Um, and then if you want to add it's another one, down two, on three, DB, three four, Jesus. on the top build cast. I think Orson should be top build on that one. Because mm. it's his voice, his power, that gains the film anything of interest in that whole bloody affair. Um, oh, he's only, he only directed 11 uh, things. Yeah. Hmm. Only directed. How many films has your favourite person, Johnny Cash, ever directed? <laughs> yeah, but like, he, Johnny Cash isn't known as a director. Neither has Mel Brooks. Album. Mel Brooks oh. is known as a comedian. Comedy director, though. Comedian. Right. A writer, a director, a performer. So, yeah, oh, I'm looking and I've only seen Young Frankenstein and Spaceballs of the films he directed. Um, and uh, writer, he's written 47 things. See? Uh, the animated Shows. series of Spaceballs, apparently. Yeah, I'm sure he's a creator of that one more than anything else. Hmm. Um, Life Stinks, The Nut House, An Audience with Mel Brooks, The Nude Bomb, High Anxiety, Silent The Nut Job. <laughs> no, The Nude Bomb, of course, was the Get uh, Smart movie. Uh, Before there was um, an actual Get Smart movie. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I've only seen uh, those two of his films, really. You've not seen Blazing Saddles? No, I've not seen Blazing Saddles. Now, see, do you know when I saw Blazing Saddles? Recently, wasn't it? No. No? No, no. Um, My first time I saw the film in the cinema, I don't Uh, know how I told the story. It was the day Sex and the City movie came. Last week, that's last week's episode. That's why I was thinking recently. Um, yeah, so you haven't seen Blazing Saddles? That's interesting. No. I might have to uh, add that to our upcoming events. Okay. Because, you know, Blazing Saddles, maybe. What about, um, I know it's not him, but uh, I always pair Blazing Saddles with See No Evil, You No Evil. Because I remember I got them both for Christmas one year. Because Pryor was involved with writing Blazing Saddles, it, Gene no. Wilder was involved in shooting <laughs> people yep. in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> um, is that any good? Is that worth watching? I mean, I enjoyed it when I was eight and it was on ITV. I do not believe it probably holds up. <laughs> I'm betting that, unfortunately, the Wilder Pryor movies probably are quite awkward. 
uh, in terms of trying to do because they were quite they're trying to be actiony and comedy and stuff like that. I don't think they probably ever did anything quite right. Do you do you have any wonders or worries if uh, on whether this will hold up? Well, sure. There's always wonders and worries about if anything holds up. I'm pretty sure they don't just you know constantly look to the camera and go, "Men are men, women are women." We don't believe in any kind of pronoun bullshit. <laughs> True. Uh, I don't think he turns to the camera and go, we must make America great again. <laughs> so we've got that going for us. Yeah. You know, instead of doing anything like that, they decided, yeah, Mel Brooks was like, well, what if we make a comedy about Hitler? <laughs> so if it doesn't hold up, it's intended to. Do you think it's I'm going to enjoy this? I should sincerely hope you do. I sincerely hope I do too. But... What, what would be your particulars of thinking like maybe I'm not going to enjoy this in terms of like its age mm, I think in terms of its age I think it will just be padded out quite a bit <laughs> even for 19 minutes so you just stare at the camera and they just like yeah oh um knock knock who's there <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah I I, I feel like the the jokes won't be as fast as I am used to with well, comedy. If you want to be but then, family yeah. guy, you just want it to be like, <laughs> I remember this happened, and then you see it happening. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want a family guy, but I just, I just want oh, consi- consistency in the in the humour. Um, but you mean wait? When you say consistency, you mean you mean the same kind of joke time and time again? Not the same kind of music. Like, better not, because that's not funny at that point. Because that's just like, jokes. oh, they're just doing the one joke. But constant jokes isn't how you build a narrative. Yeah, I know. But like, you know, if, if if you're if you're laughing too much, then you're not really caring about the characters. Uh, yeah. And then right. the weight of the situation, and then an hour and a half in, you're like, well, what did I just do here? Yeah. Airplane. Right. As much as you love it, you know, inherently you don't care enough about the characters, even though they try, because they're throwing so many jokes at you, and you don't think of it as like a, a quality plot, even though it is literally ripping, you know dissecting another film entirely and just adding oh, so jokes to every page this is, this is going to be a quality plot yes of okay. course i'm saying that you know you've already explained the plot you know the fucking plot yeah that's how quality a plot it is okay backwards producers trying to make a flop yeah i can't Come remember on. why them making flop is a good idea well how much money do you get when you make a bomb a get nude bomb all the Come money on, guess what? Yeah, Christopher Plummer comes in at the end of it and he goes, you, well done, you've made all the money in the world. <laughs> go inside there. It's me, Christopher Plummer, playing Donald Trump. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm apprehensive going into this. Elio, 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 it's me, Christopher Plummer, playing <laughs> Army Hammer now. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious going into this. I'm curious about your first time seeing this. Um, was it before you saw uh, Sex and City 2? I've never seen Sex and City 2. How dare you infringe on my humanity like I would watch Sex well, and City, the movie 2, until I've be... sat down and done the whole podcast. <laughs> we're going to be doing um, both films in readiness for the uh, new series 
Are we going to do the entirety of Divorce as well? We're going to go through all of Sarah Jessica Parker's work. Yeah, why not? We've already done Mars Attack, so we're kind of a step ahead. <laughs> and this is leading us to watching Matthew Broderick's version of The Producer, so we're leading on to our, our coalescence of the uh, Sarah Jessica Parker-Matthew Broderick romance. See, I would be up for watching the uh, Matthew Broderick version. I'm, I'm more... I would not. I do not want to see that film ever again. Okay. Interesting. I saw that, what, Christmas time 2005, and I was so fucking excited. How long is that one? No that is probably two hours. Yeah. That is a proper, you know, un- why is this so long? Why is nothing working? I hate this experience film. Because, you know, it's, it's like where, when I went to see Waitress, the musical, on stage. Oh, yeah. And uh, the only funny moments were lines from the script from the movie. Everything else was tedious and uh, play to the hilt. We'll, we'll scream our lines and maybe people will laugh at the fact that we're overblowing everything. And the music was very boring. And so act one ended and I just walked out because I was so annoyed and bored. Like you failed at your that. inherent nature of making... Well, I had to because otherwise I would go insane. You would rather do that than just scream at the performers live on stage. Stop being shit. Make it a better thing. Just put the movie on instead. Kerry Russell's best. We love you. I love Waitress. Waitress is a wonderful picture. Would you see the producer's uh, play? Well, we do see the producer's play on our big screen when we watch the producers, the 1967 film. What do you mean, would I see the play? You mean the musical? Or do you see... Like a straight play version without any music. Is there a straight play version? They should, that could be, is what I'm saying. Oh, right. It's like if they just um, you know, just did this like it was a Neil Simon project. Mm. Uh, would, well, would you, would you watch a, a straight play version? No, I'd rather have a gay play version. All right. would you watch, I want to um, see Bialystok in Bloom, if you know what would I mean. You, would you watch the version that inspired the new movie? Would I see the uh, play version that inspired the New Mutants? Yes, I would. I would watch that. That bear at the end would be quite interesting. I had not seen the New Mutants. I did not know there was a bear at the end, unless you're referring to, um, I don't know, what, Josh Gad? Is he a bear these days? Yeah. No, he's an elf, he says, isn't he? He's an elf. Whatever. He's he's, he's reunited apart. We know that one. (laughs) Did you not know about bear? Did I know about bear? No, I never know about bear. Did you not know about the bear at the end? Here's what I know about the New Mutants. Yeah. It came out in 2008, in 2009, (laughs) it came out in 2020, in the summer of 2020, kind of, technically. Anya Taylor-Joy is in it. Maisie Williams is in it. Alice Braga is in it. Go on. Uh, Something comes out from a wall in one shot from the trailer. Right. They don't need no education was in the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Another face in the wall. That's all I've got. I, I, I genuinely don't do know that. About it. I think we should do that as an episode when it eventually comes to when it Disney comes Plus. to Disney Plus. <laughs> but for now, no, um, no, no, no. Go deeper into New Mutants. Then, what do you mean? There's a bear in it. Is, this a, big... a, is, is this a famous mutant character? Is this like a you know oh, you're a bear man? <laughs> no, it's like uh, it's someone's sort of like spirit animal kind of thing inside them. I think it was. So it is a bear. Yeah, it's it's a it's a no, it's a big bear in the big blue house. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> I turn to people and goes goodbye. That's why it's at the end. Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. Now it's time to go, and he rips their throat out. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't really remember too much about New Mutants. I just remember there was a big bear at the end, and it was some. Uh, no, it wasn't to do with Annie Taylor Joy's character, but she does. Well, she she, she, she played three dimensional chess, so she doesn't have to yeah. deal with it. <laughs> I don't know, opinion was split on her, right? <laughs> you proud of yourself? Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> do you not find me for vitching? <laughs> no, I guess my comedy's kind of radioactive. Remember when she was in Radioactive for five minutes? She pops up like an hour and a half in. You're like, wait, is she in this film? And then it's like, oh, no, she's not really. Uh, I've not seen no, Radioactive. That was the last film you saw, wasn't that it? That was the last film I saw in the cinema. You are fine. No, it's not the last film I saw in the cinema. It was Tenet. before, yeah. But Tenet doesn't really happen because halfway through it uh, reverses itself and inverts <laughs> itself, so it doesn't technically exist. So it's fine. Yeah, that's true. Well, shall we start the producers? I'm, I'm... I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I don't know what you're so petrified about, really. You seem I'm not petrified. So... I'm just apprehensive. Because it's not from the last ten years. You don't think yeah. it's a film that worth, that's worth watching? <laughs> Gospel Road wasn't from the last ten years because John Cash has been dead for a while. All right. You still watch that shit. But he's alive in all our hearts. He's not alive in my heart. In my heart, he's still dead. Wow. Rude. But he's dead, so why would I keep him alive where he's dead already? <laughs> um, his soul was trapped otherwise. Do you I, want I, to keep his soul trapped in you rather than letting him escort himself to heaven, you bastard? <laughs> You're the one keeping him down on earth. You're making him suffer. You're making him live in purgatory. He's on the island. He's dealing with a fucking smoke monster. <laughs> How do you feel? Uh, still apprehensive. <laughs> I don't like you. Me neither. Maybe I'll like the Jesus thing. Let's assume, just for the moment, that you are a dishonest man. Assume away. From the endlessly funny mind of Mel Brooks. Bring time for Hitler. A gay romp with Adolf and Eva at Berchtesgaden. Garden. Wow. Comes the Oscar-winning cult classic, The Producers. Step one, we find the worst play in the world, a surefire flop. Step two, I raise a million bucks. A lot of little old ladies in the world. Starring Zero Mostel. <laughs> And Gene Wilder. Mr. Bialystok, I cannot function under these conditions. You make me extremely nervous. In one of the funniest movies ever made. <laughs> you fat, fatty, give me those fat books now! The receptionist that can't speak English. What will people say? They'll say, Ow. I see it. A line of beautiful girls dressed as stormtroopers. Don't be stupid, be a smarty. Come and join the Nazi party. I'm out here waiting for someone to answer the office door. No one's coming oh, in. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come in, come in. Hello, have I got an idea for you? Part two of a podcast. <laughs> Bye. I thought you were knocking the tune. <laughs> to apologize. Um yeah. I mean, would you go see Springtime for Hitler? Depends on how it's being put up. <laughs> oh, well, are as... we aware? Are we aware? Because opening night, no. Are we aware right. that it's camp? Maybe. Are we aware that it's okay to go and no one's going to be in costume because they're reverent to the uh, subject matter? 
you don't want a you know <laughs> a secret Nazi author coming in and getting all angry and expecting everyone to be serious. Yeah, you don't want to go opening night and think, well, actually, people are going to take this very seriously, and you know, it's it's like watching Downfall, but with you know Germans hoping for a happier ending. <laughs> no, I wouldn't see it that case. It's like going to see cats. You know, like people go and watch cats because they think they like cats, and it turns out no one likes cats. Everyone likes cats. Everyone who's smart cats. likes cats. Only genital people like cats, and genital people don't exist because genitals are only cats. Well, I believe Jonathan is a genital name. So, how so? I think it's it's mentioned in the musical. Okay, in I don't the original musical at least. I, don't, I didn't see the original musical. I only saw two versions of it. That I don't like. Uh, <laughs> the original musical um, had plots, of course. Would you Would you rather see uh, Springtime for Hitler or um, Cats? Again, what is the situation for Springtime <laughs> for Hitler? Are we you aware that to, you don't you don't get to find out until you sat down what the situation is? But how, am I aware of Cats at this point in this world? No. Okay, well, obviously I'll go see cats because then you know it's either Hitler or cats. Obviously, you choose cats over Hitler. Right. Okay. And uh, right, in the situation where you do know what both are about and how they are. Oh, if I do know what both are about, well, hundred percent springtime for Hitler. Now, if it's <laughs> I know what cats is, but I don't know what springtime for Hitler is about, then I'd go for springtime for Hitler because it's like something new and it's not cats. <laughs> cats doesn't really easily win in this scenario. It has to be uncertainty of if it's completely pro-fascist in order for I, me to go watch Cats in place. I'm just <laughs> glad we got to fit Cats into another episode. <laughs> Let's talk about Cats. Baby, Baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the genital things you can do in the heavy side lair. <laughs> oh. Do you reckon they have sex in the heavy side lair? Um, no. No. None? no. Then why would you go there? Because, hmm. yeah, well, what is the purpose <laughs> of heading up that way? Well, do you think uh, there's a lot of sex in heaven? Yeah. All right, fair enough. Then, yes, there's sex in heavy side layer then. I mean, that's kind of all the purpose of what heaven is, isn't it? <laughs> Drinking and dancing and right. flapping out. <laughs> Um, hey, tell me about the first time you saw The Producers First time I saw Producers would be uh, on a two this special edition DVD back in, I want to say, 2004 Which I bought completely sight unseen Purely because, well, now Brooks, I've seen a couple of his things, he's funny He does the spoofs and the, the Robin Hoods and the Spaceballs and the Western stuff So this is like a Broadway parody, I'll watch this I should, mm. I should watch this, and I put it in, and uh, an hour and a half later, I took it out and went, that was very, 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 very funny and interesting. And how many times have you seen it since? 30? 20 and 30? All right. So when was the last time you watched this, then? Um, a couple of years ago, be... when the uh, 4K restoration came to uh, iTunes, I watched it on that. All right. Okay. It was like, oh, finally, I get to watch it in 4K. Definitely doing that because it for some reason didn't play easily on the cinema. When it did, it was like, hey, yeah, but it's a premium £16 upgrade. Oh. Why? That's not right. It's the producers. Who's going for that? That's not right. 
And Sorry, since we um, since we won't be doing the uh, the the two thousand five version, never. Uh, never. Tell me about the first time you saw the two thousand five version. Did you... Oh, you mean the time I saw the two thousand five version? Yeah, the first time. The time, not, not, not Sing- the other time. The, just just the, the, first the one time. singular time when I went to the cinema with a friend. Super excited because big fan of the producers. It's like, well, oh, so you, I mean, were, you were excited for it then. Yeah, because right. hey, Mel Brooks was yeah gave his stamp to this. He wrote the damn thing. Yeah, the reviews of course were raving about the uh, Broadway show, right? The West End thing, and so it's like, well, the movie's gonna be good, right? Because it's just that. It's just that, just you know, on the cinema screen, so I can go and see it. And I hated it. Mm. I absolutely hated it because it felt so much like it was. Hey, look. We're doing this on stage, except we're doing it in the cinema. And so it didn't right. translate at all. Uh-huh. And so Matthew Broderick's performance, whilst big, is oh, is bigger than Gene Wilder's in this film. But that's big for a purpose. Whereas I feel Matthew Broderick is big for the sake of hitting the back walls. And now it's stuck being too big in the cinema screen. Right. And okay. it's a problem. It doesn't translate. Right. Having said that, I have seen Young Frankenstein, the musical on stage and I didn't think that worked at all so maybe it's just that uh, Mel Brooks ver- musical versions just don't work for me <laughs> and again, I, don't in, like, um... I don't like Young Frankenstein the, the, the movie either so yeah yeah I'm, I'm of the same opinion there. <laughs> um, yeah I don't get the love for Young Frankenstein it's got a good that that song is good it's fun but it's other than that yeah uh... I mean you know it's a scene you can watch easily I don't know. I don't really like that scene. Oh. I mean, the Gene Hackman stuff's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Because Gene Hackman is just like, right, you expect him to be super, super duper angry and serious, and he's just sweet and sad, and it's funny because of that. And genuinely human. Like, this is good. I think, that's why, I think that's why I went into this kind of apprehensive, because of um, how I feel about young Frankenstein and... Frankenstein. Uh, um, that and uh, Spaceballs, which I, are the two things I associate with him. Yeah, don't. With uh, Spaceballs was a sad, sad film because it's very clear he's trying to be hip to the new wave of culture. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't really work. Yeah, weirdly, I think Robin Hood, Men in Tights, works well because of that. Okay, because it's just him giving it its all. Plus, you know, it's was it Dave? I wouldn't Chappelle. mind doing that. We should do a um a Robin Hood uh, month because um I wouldn't mind watching the uh the, the one with the Tim um, Minchin. Yeah, that one. So you want to um, watch the the Mark Addy one? You want to watch the Tim Minchin one? <laughs> you want to watch the Morgan Freeman one? And then you want to watch the Dave Chappelle one? Um. Do you, you want to watch um the Olivia De Havilland one? And do you want to watch the uh, Sean Connery one? Well, which is the one with um uh the big villain? The big villain. Yeah, the actor. Oh, Matthew away. McFadden. No, yeah. You mean Robin? Oh, I'm sorry. You mean William Hurt? No. Oh, sorry. I'm getting confused. I get it. Now. <laughs> I hate when you do You're referring to Oscar Isaac. Yeah. He rips um, up the Magna Carta in that one, didn't he, Oscar? In what one? Which Robin one's Hood. That? Which one's that? There's Robin so Hood. Robin Hood. Um, and it has a shot where it's like Thames Estuary. It's like, oh, it's exciting. It's nearby. This scene's oh. taking place nearby, but yeah. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman's not in Ridley Scott's Nottingham that turned into Robin Hood. 
But he was going to play the sheriff and Robin Hood. Yeah, like a dual role it, thing. Remember? Which is which is the one with um, Alan? That's Rickman. the Morgan Freeman one. Oh, is it? Okay, it's Morgan Freeman. Um, thing with Jiggy Alan Rickman. Um, oh gosh, Christian Slater. Oh, uh, who plays who plays the Robin Hood though? Who's Robin of Logsley in that one? Is it, is it Brian Kevin Adams? Costner? Is Brian Adams? Does he do that? Oh, is that the one of the Brian Adams or Stewart song? The... Oh, there's so many Robin Heads. How have we started talking about Robin Heads? Because of um, many tights. Yes, we should do a month of those. That, that could be fun. Yeah, we um, could I... do uh, Robin Hood with Tim Minchin. We could do yeah. Robin Hood with um, Matthew McFadden. We could do yeah. Robin Hood with uh, Sean Connery. Uh, Robin Hood with Olivia de Havilland. You can do uh, Robin Hood with Carrie Elwes and Dave Chappelle. Robin Hood with Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah, we should do. Have we mentioned that yet? No. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> mentioned what? Tim well, mentioned. Now... Have we Tim mentioned yet? <laughs> we should do a Tim mentioned month. Um, I like that Robin Hood. It's. I've still not seen it. You get Bono's daughter. You get Tim Minchin. You get Jamie Foxx. You get Ben Mendelsohn. You get Rocket Man. The only um, it's fucking Robin silly, Hood, but it's fun. The only Robin Hood I've seen is um, the Russell Crowe one, which is very good. Yeah, I, I found it was alright, and I was like, well, I'm not sort of keen on watching any more Robin Hood films. If this is what Robin Hood is, like I've I've seen it now, I that's fine. I get the gist. You get Kathy Blanchett. Um. But, uh, so what, what would you Scott like Grimes. to ask me in Kevin terms Durant. of... <laughs> back to, um, back to producers. Um, would you produce a musical based on the Robin Hood film from 2010? I mean, yes, because we all know Russell Crowe is a great singer. We've no, he wouldn't be in heard this in... It would be Matthew McFadden, Kate Blanchett and Oscar Isaac. Oh, right. I mean, yeah, for Oscar Isaac, yes. And William Hurt playing every other role. <laughs> He's just that. Look, William Hurt is one of the great actors. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely, is he doesn't get enough play. He's turned into a character. He used to be a leading man, but it didn't really work out for him, so he became a character actor, and that's kind of more his speed because he can really sink his teeth into real strong, interesting performances. I think that's great. Abuses. Um. So the first ten minutes, Zero Mostel is hanging out with old women. Yes. Making money. Yeah. How did you feel about watching Faded Gigolo, the original? (laughs) I was really surprised how funny this was from the very beginning. And just kind of cringeworthy as well at the same time. Um, Yeah, I'm really pleasantly surprised. Um, (laughs) And Gene, I was going to say Gene Hackman. Yeah, Gene, Gene Hackman comes in. Willy Wonka's entrance and is quite fun as well. He limps in, <laughs> and he does a roll, and then he has an anxiety attack. Well, you know that's... Um, you know, oh my God, <laughs> what are you doing, Spring? Time for Hitler to flop. Well, that, that's why he took on the roll. He said he'd only take on the roll because of if he got to do that entrance. Yeah, he, he has to like, do that entrance for every film. If you watch every film, Gene Hackman's... <laughs> <laughs> if you watch every film Gene Hackman's in, he also insists on doing this thing where he, he limps for a little bit and then he does a role and then comes in. So you're never quite sure if he's the runaway jury or not. <laughs> you think, oh my God, 
maybe this is a this is us saying goodbye to Mooseport. And it's like, no, he's welcoming <laughs> you. He's welcoming you to Mooseport right now. <laughs> Deborah, <laughs> Deborah, I'm in a film with Gene Hackman. Oh, it's his last film ever. Oh. I am. Um, I'm. 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 I was kind of. What if glad, he turns up in Jackass Four? <laughs> that, that's his credited final film. Oh, imagine. Um, I was kind of glad. My name's Gene Hackman, and this is the oh fuck! What am I doing here? Brown, 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 brown. I was, I was kind of glad, but also a bit disappointed that I guessed it right that the last um, twenty, thirty minutes of the film were going to be the musical itself. Because there was no lead-in to the musical. There was no, like, um, rehearsals. There was auditions. And yeah. then I thought, oh, now but we're going to get watched, a couple of scenes of rehearsals. rehearsals. Immediately, the shock of singing, seeing people sing Springtime for Hitler would be removed. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. The build-up yeah. and the, re- the revelation in front of a packed yeah. house. I, I suppose that's fair enough. Like, I, I it's knew... Like you don't see Napoleon Dynamite dancing in. before he does it in front of everyone else and doing Can't Eat. Right. That's the okay. reveal. Fair, fair enough, yeah. Um, Comedy is not knowing until it's way too late and there's no going I, back. I also thought um, I knew um, that it ended with everyone loving it, which was, you know, not what they they wanted. Um, and I was kind of surprised because, you know, during the opening number, everyone's just like, you know, there are a couple of walkouts and, and the audience is just shocked and no one applauds. And I was like, oh, maybe I got this wrong. Maybe they don't enjoy it. But... You know they do, but it's um yeah. I was quite, was quite happy with the kind of genuine reaction to the musical before you know it gets into the silliness of of it and everyone just joins in on it. It's like the room made me think of the room. No, I believe it's a uh, season four of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right, Larry David gets uh, cast in the. Uh, Max Bialystok role on stage okay. <laughs> and it's Ben Stiller as Leo right. and it's this running thing of him like can I do this performance can I do this am I going to be bad on stage kind of thing right. and of course the final episode is uh, I'm not sure if it's Ben Stiller at that point or if it ends up being David Schwimmer because everything goes tits up of course right? in which he's performing on stage and people are kind of enjoying it. And then he fucks up a line and then he starts improvising. And then you cut to everyone as he's improvising and they do the thing where they, where their jaws are dropped. <laughs> and they're in gas. So it's like a reverse producer. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's one, that's one of the delights was watching that season going, Oh, I see. Oh my God. You're doing, I get it. You curve your fears and you're clever, which is unlike I think it was what season nine, the penultimate season they've done so far, where they get Liam Manuel Miranda in for a bit and then it all leads up to them having to do a uh, a duel. <laughs> it's just like a long, long process to get to that point. It's like, uh, this doesn't work as well. You think you're being that kind of level of clever, but it's just, just bad. Oh, that sounds quite fun to me. It would um... be quite fun, but it's so laboured. Yeah, that is that's a show that I need to start. Considering I, I it opens just... with a fatwa and has a guest star of uh, Salman Rushdie in that season as well, so you think, <laughs> right, that's that's some good bits of business to handle, but it just doesn't work. But then season ten is like, actually, what if uh, this year his entire focus is he really doesn't like how wobbly the chairs are and how room temperature the coffee is of a coffee shop. So he opens up a coffee shop next door, which is a spite store. He's opening <laughs> up a coffee shop just to spite the guy next door. 
and to fuck him over. And that's the run of the season. So, yeah, that's more like what Curb should be. Big Hollywood money on something so incredulous and trivial. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but Curb. Um, yeah, I, I, that's on my never-ending to-watch list. And I, I, I made a point of I'm not going to do it until I've watched Seinfeld. But I haven't finished Seinfeld. And I started that a few years back now. What's the deal with not finishing Seinfeld? I don't know. I don't know. Do you want to binge it or do you just want to savour it? I think I was just wanting to savour it, yeah. And then I just stopped altogether. And now I'm like, maybe I should just start all over again. <laughs> no. Start on season three and continue from there instead. Just skip season one. I think I'm also like season three or four. Season, start on season yeah. four. Season four, great season. Hilarious. I could probably check, actually. Is it still on Amazon Prime? Probably. Probably. Um, uh, while I'm checking, anything you want me to say about uh, the producers? I'm trying to find, figure out what, what I about to when Uma Thurman was playing Ula? And you think, oh, right, which is an important character to the show, right? <laughs> if you've got it, flaunt it. <laughs> right. It's an important character to the movie as well. You think, yeah, of course, Uma Thurman in her stature in 2005, post Kill Bill, she should definitely, that's the role she was born to play. <laughs> Sweet, this receptionist who takes a close-up and dances. Yeah. It's one of the important women in this uh, film. <laughs> Mel Brooks really focuses on the uh, feminine dialects. Who's the other guy? Not Mel Brooks, uh, the main the main producer guy. Uh, his um, his hairstyle was his comb over, uh, sweaty comb. Yeah, it was on point. I, I really <laughs> like that. It's just, uh, it was just such a nice touch. Like from the very beginning, you just know who he is just from that haircut and just how desperate he is. It's just, is that, that, that I used to be, you know, I used to have five shows running, two hundred dollar yeah. lunches, and now dirty <laughs> windows. It's just, it's quite sad. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see more of him wooing the um, the the older women. There's um, uh, there's at least yeah, there's ten minutes in the opening. There's like a four minute montage as well. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I like the montage uh, further in, but I, I was hoping to see more of it at the beginning. Um, what, what you wanted just like five hours of what if uh, middle aged <laughs> folding road race producer shags old women? I just wanted to see what his um and hopefully was for each one. Hopefully, Jim Wilder and the landlord, who are both awkwardly hiding and waiting, <laughs> <laughs> will just stay there for hours listening. Yeah. In. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god, this was um. Yeah, the director. The director. I, don't, I think um, it's coded his assistant can't quite work it out. His assistant uh, was uh, more entertaining than he was. Um, there was a moment where I thought that the guy who played the director was playing two people in the auditions. Okay. Um, when is it the main guy who gets cast as Hitler? LSD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when they're up on, uh, when they interact with each other, even when they're even when they're like on the screen together, I was like, oh, they must be doing this because it's the same person and they're doing the thing. Like, oh, you know, 
look, he's... It's just turns out it's the 1960s and people look exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Everyone had that same kind of chubby, weird look. I was almost going to say something while we were watching it. And then I chose not to. And I chose to check it myself on IMDb. And I was like, I was looking for LSD. And I was looking for his credit to say, you know, another name slash LSD. Yeah. And and I didn't. And I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> so you, you chose, Johnny, I want to confirm this. You chose to check yourself prior to any uh, wrecking of oneself. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. That's Thank you. very, you know, forward thinking. And people but, don't do um, that. Did, did, did you not? I should have said it while we were watching, but did you did you notice any similarities between them? Because even when I checked, I was like, no, that's. <laughs> I still didn't believe it because I was like, they, they're, they're exactly the same person. Um, I mean, I guess they've got similar jawline, is what I'm thinking. Jawline kind of. Yeah. And stature. Yeah. yeah. Anything else. But again, um, it's that it's that particular style of the time where everyone looks. It's like when you watch yeah. the 50s and everyone's got crew cut, short back and sides, and they stand yeah. that way and they've got their thing. And like, they all look the same. <laughs> They're all just boring um, white boys. But the director's, um, the director's uh, assistant was, uh, his beard was something to behold. Did he have a beard? Yes. <laughs> oh, you mean he, he was his beard? Because <laughs> I think Ula would be more close to being beard. No, but come on, that beard, that, that grey, silvery beard was just gorgeous to look at. It's I like thought. if uh, Harvey Firestein could become Bob Fosse, that's what he would look like. <laughs> and if that's not a reference for you, I'm sorry, this is the podcast you shouldn't be listening to. <laughs> um, by the way, you don't like uh, Harvey Firestein, you don't want to see him turn down to Bob Fosse's eyes, I don't know who you are. Season four, episode five is my next episode of um, Seinfeld, apparently. It's called The Watch, followed by The Bubble Boy. God, The Watch. Uncle Leah. Bubble Boy. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what I'll do after this, because I, I need to stay awake. So. You don't need to stay awake. You can be as unvigilant as possible and just fall asleep into nothingness. Yeah, true. <laughs> now, what do you think about uh, Nazis with carrier pigeons? Um, I want to rewatch uh, Will Ferrell's performance as this. Right. So He's, he plays it big. He's make, makes yeah. it fun. Yeah. Um, it was how, an interesting, interesting how, character. But yeah. How do you feel about the fact that within fifty years the uh, New York carrier pigeon circuit changes from uh, Nazis to Lawrence Fishburne and the Home? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. You can't think of <laughs> Those are the two things to think about, isn't it? That, um, and of course, Mike Tyson, Pigeon Trainer. See, I don't remember Mike Tyson, Pigeon Trainer. Well, no, that's just a thing he does. Oh, is it a thing? I was like... It's a thing he does. He, I, there's I thought a it was in, like, Hangover 2 him. or something. No, literally, really? that's what he does. Jesus. I believe it's part of the uh, Adults Wear Mike Tyson Mysteries cartoon as well, that pigeons were quite important to it. Oh. And of course, lest we forget, you know, he did bite someone's ear during a Boxing bouts, yeah. he you know was put in jail. Was it attempted rape, or was it Probably. actual? Not um, not a good guy is what I'm saying. And yet uh, the Hangover guys were happy to work with him a bunch of times. And yet when Mel Gibson was coming on, that was the short straw. It's like, mm, I mean, yeah, one but not so other. Come on, fuck off, guys. Um, but uh, yeah, it was quite uh, 
quite well, big, not yeah, saying that Mel Gibson um, should have been in that film. I should, I should state Mike Tyson shouldn't have been in the Hangover films. And it should just be Paul Giamatti the entire time instead. Yes. And that would be much better of a film. All four characters was, Paul Giamatti. It was quite a big get to get uh, Will, Will Smith and Tom Holland in... Um, in the producers I don't understand what you mean when you say Tom Holland it sounds like someone who's not actually seen the motion picture Spice in Disguise he never becomes a pigeon I in that film remember. I can't remember yeah, only Will Ferrell like, becomes a pigeon yeah. in that film without me in my yeah. mind no Will Smith he's a spy he's in disguise <laughs> should really watch that again um, you should watch it again <laughs> and uh, don't be ashamed of it because it's good yeah yeah that film fun. is fun it's a lot it's of on fun. On Disney Plus now. Vis- yep, it's on Disney Plus yeah. now. Visually, very interesting. Ben Mendelsohn is having a good time. He's having a good time. Well, I had a good time with um, the producers. Okay. Um, what Broadway <laughs> shows would you say are akin to the idea of the producers? Broadway shows akin to the idea of the producers. What things that you think immediately, like, well, this is definitely a stupid bad idea. Who would ever go off on this? And yet, for well, some reason, it's, what, it's, it's cats. What I was thinking, cats is a, is a slam dunk of an idea. That's the problem. Um, what it's I a was terrible thinking, show, but it's a slam dunk of an idea. What I was thinking uh, while watching this was a uh, Spider-Man, but yep. I suppose that's yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the one where it's just like that's the scam that worked out. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the successful story of the producers. In terms of other ones, I can't. You can't think of any big. No, are, are there any on what, what am I missing? I feel I like there's probably one. I'm right. trying to, you know, can we call? I thought ideas? maybe you had something in your head. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man was the first and only thing that popped into my head. Well, yeah, I mean, the curious incident with dog in the night. The what? The curious instance of the dog in the night time. Oh. Like an idea of like, what if a guy stands on stage and is autistic and has ideas about dogs doing things? You're like, that sounds terrible for some reason. And they probably sunk, you know, millions into it thinking it would fail. And yeah. then for some reason it runs on two continents. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Oh shit. Well, now we're going to go to jail. I suppose Hamilton is like that. If you think about it, like, you know, a, a rap musical about one of the founding fathers. That no one knows, no one really cares about, you know. What I love, I'm uh, going through the archives of a podcast at the moment of a Never Not Funny, the Jimmy Podco podcast. Right. Uh, and uh, they were the ones who, when as I was listening to, they were the ones who kind of brought it up early on. Okay. Was, like, key to me going like, oh, good, it's out there as well. But I'm listening to the uh, the premium episodes back of the day now because oh. they were the expensive ones, but now they're on like a uh, kind of streaming service, as it were. Right. And so going back through there in their, t- it's 2015 going into 2016 and they're talking about Hamilton and how they're into it and they tr- they play songs to some of the guests and immediately I remember our friend Owen, I played right. him some of Hamilton trying to explain it to him like, yeah, it's a rap musical about, uh, you know, the revolution in America. And he's like, you're fucking making it up. How dare you? <laughs> I played him a couple of tracks and he just couldn't believe it existed whatsoever and Jeff obviously didn't get into it. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Just listening to people at that point. Say, I, I've never heard of this, it sounds stupid. And then you think, well, it's 2021 now. Hamilton <laughs> is uh, inescapable. Yeah. And uh, if you don't know it, it's not because you're not down with it anymore. It's because you're being stubborn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got no excuses. It's on Disney+. Plus no excuse. It's on D+. Plus. Yeah. We call it the D+. Plus. D+. Plus. D+. Plus. Um, yeah, what other shows? I think... 
show just some. Oh, what about? Um, I was going to say only fools and horses the musical. <laughs> that did quite. That did work quite well. Yeah, that shouldn't um, really have been a thing. Yeah. When you think of Only Fools and Horses, you think, why would you put a musical in it? It's a sitcom. It's not like it's got a particular one singular strand storyline. Besides this time next year, we're going to be millionaires. Yeah. And the hope and belief of, you know, make do and mend wheeler dealers. But even that's a bit, you know, touchy. It's just family. What about Groundhog Day? Which I know we we both saw. What about Groundhog Day? Which I know we, uh, (laughs) we both saw. I uh, I've, I've grown towards it. Um, you haven't looked back at it since we first saw it, right? No. Um, for some reason, I decided to forget it existed. Thank you. <laughs> um, see, I feel like that's a thing that, like, if I didn't know it was Tim Minchin's name on it, I I think I would have been very like, why would I go see that? You know. Um, but it's. It is surprisingly good. I still think it needs one last song at the end. Um, but I've often heard um, Chris Hewitt, a uh, friend of the show, Chris Hewitt. Um, friend of the show, F-O-T-S. Yeah. Um, talk about it. Um, him and uh, Helen Hara are quite a uh, Friend of friend of, of the it. show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, they're big fans of it. And they're always like, I've heard them say on more than one occasion how they'd love to see it back on uh West End, and if it ever came back, I'd probably go see it again. Now, these two are people who, upon entering the screening I went to of Thor The Dark World, I caught up with them and they said, yeah, we've seen it before, this is the best Marvel movie. Ah. <laughs> so, right. I love yeah, them, but, but all right, sometimes all right, so... they, they get caught up in a, a wave of hysteria. Alright, but, alright, so in your, in your mind, <laughs> you, it's two for two. But it's not like he's he's given Attack any the other. He gave for Jack the Clones five stars. Uh, I don't so, don't remember that. <laughs> well, you, know, you don't remember that. I don't think he's ever spoken about that. He, never, he, he keeps that one stump, which yeah. is weird because it's true. It's a five star film. <laughs> is it? I keep I keep mean meaning to go back over the Star Wars films. Now there's you know all now nine you can watch episodes it in, are out in, in 4K, yeah. so you can see the uh, 1080 quality of Attack of the Clones shot just... digitally. I just can't be bothered with it though. Dexter Jetster. Can't flow. You can't be bothered. No. It's it's the first experience of Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. Yeah. You get to see what happens to Shmi. Yeah. Don't you want to see Shmi? Like I wanna (laughs) I wanna watch This is the start of Darth Tyrannus. I just I wanna watch Darth Tyrannus, right? I want to watch them just oh, so that I can watch. Oh, I'm definitely not just playing a standard Christopher Lee performance here. I'm <laughs> Darth Tyrannus, a character who's only ever mentioned as Darth Tyrannus in the toy line adverts. <laughs> in the film, um, I'm just Count Dooku. I, I want to watch them I make you the dance. Just so I can... <laughs> <laughs> How's that on me? Um, yeah, well, I want to watch them again. Let's, get, the, let's get Star the, Wars. Star Wars Rebels. Oh, wow. Hear me out here. Okay. Act one, episodes one to three. Okay, right. You're doing the Star Wars saga. Is this like Lego Star Wars? No. All right, okay. Intermission. Intermission, you have to uh, go out for 15 minutes and uh, you get to experience a sideshow, which is basically just the uh, extent of the vacuum of space after these Jedis have been disbanded. 
And can people so hear you of, scream? Sorry? Can people hear you scream? I mean, it's not space. This is just a bar where oh, performers are still performing live around you to get the right. sense of like the okay. change as the Empire takes hold. Act two. Right. Episodes four, five, six, seven. Oh, okay. Right. Sneaking in seven. Sneaks in seven. The Force Awakens right at the end to give you a bit of hope. Right. And then, hope you, is that... <laughs> then you go home because that's your two acts of your showdown. Uh, okay, right. And so then you uh... wake up, you go home, you have a nice, you know, night. You wake up the next day, you start the same email inbox. It says, don't worry about episode eight. <laughs> uh, but here's episode nine. It's just a picture of Babbin Frank. It's all you need to know. Um, <laughs> the bad guys lose the end. So, thank <laughs> you for forwarding me that email. So it's, it's not a cursed child uh, thing. No, so no. I was about to say, no one's going back for Babu Frick. I was going to say, why didn't you do both in one day? Do a, a matinee and then an evening? What do you want? Part one, part two. No, because people would then have to buy two lots of tickets. We need to get as many people going into it as possible. And people would want to watch the original Star Wars. So they have to stick around to Act 2 <laughs> to get to that point. Yeah. So you get them in with Act 1 and make them sit through that, make them reevaluate Act 1. Right. The, the, yeah, the prequel trilogy. They make them reevaluate it through music. And then they get to what they actually like. And then they don't have to start, sit through the stuff they don't like. Because <laughs> there's people who don't like episode eight. And there's people who, don't, who everyone else doesn't like episode nine. So <laughs> no one has to have a you know, conjecture about any of that. We ignore that entirely. And just show them a picture of Babu Frick. Who, pardon me, it should be said, will be available to buy. Oh. At the merchandise stands, but the oh, day right. afterwards, you have to you get a coupon code. You have to go back to the theatre the next day <laughs> in order to pick him up. Because otherwise, it's spoiler. Otherwise, it's a spoiler if you buy him <laughs> whilst you're there. Because people will go like, "What's Baba Frick doing over there? He's not been born yet." And that's what. <laughs> and if you buy one of those and you go into the theatre with a Baba Frick, every performer has to stop, point at you, and say, "He's not been born yet. He's not been born yet. He's not been born yet." Until you put it away, and the show can continue. Well, I I feel like the fact that we've moved on uh, to an entire Star Wars musical. Uh, I haven't even got to we've, Solo. We've I haven't got to go to my Solo spin-off. We've said all we can about uh, the producers. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Grogu. Mandalorian. Grogu. That's how it opened. <laughs> Do you want to ask the question before you start bringing more musicals? <laughs> Are you mad that you watched Mel Brooks's uh, debut feature movie? No, no, I'm not mad at all. Do you feel like you've had some sort of intelligent understanding on what comedy was back then and how it still works these days? Yeah, yeah, it worked. I'm, Fast pace, fun puns, yep. silly characters. It's 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 stronger than you might imagine from back then yes. because he was always one of those guys who was like, let's find as many jokes as we can. But you also understand the fact that I was going into this with the mindset of Young Frankenstein and Spaceballs. Yes, where it's all the jokes but no real table setting. Yeah. yeah. So it's just this here is, a bunch of references. His references. Yes. As opposed to his characters you can rely on. Exactly. Like B.R. Stock and Bloom. Are you movie mad for Mel Brooks's The Producers? Slightly. I'd say slightly. Not. I'm not fully there yet, but I think this is one that's going to grow on me. You're, gonna, I can already feel you're willingly going to go back to that another day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There you go. Yeah. We and did be, it. I think, I think the more I watch it, the more Movie Mad I'll become. So this is just the early Movie Mad days of it. There we go. So what a yeah. success. What a success story. Yeah. yeah. 
Right, where can we find you to celebrate that success? Um, I'm at Movie Underscore Mad on Twitter and on Instagram. Will you be posting ideas for Broadway musicals yourself? Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll set up a TikTok and uh, do some musical performances. Now, you are creating a hype house, right? Right. Yeah. We, we are officially referring to your apartment now as a TikTok hype house. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So I've only got this apartment until Thursday, but okay. No, I'll, no, no, I'll no. Your, your apartment with you, your sister and Ringo. All right, all right. Who, okay, are, right. who are the TikTokers themselves, <laughs> I assume. I know my sister has TikTok. Well, there you go. It's a hype house, baby. You got a hype house. Congratulations! You want to have loads of TikTok hype houses. Where can we? Where can we find you? At Ethan Runt on Twitter. I don't do a TikTok hype house. Not yet. Not at all. My musical knowledge is limited, and my ability to be in front of a camera is null and void. That's why I write <laughs> professionally for a living. Sometimes. Um. Where can you find us? Are you movie underscore mad on Twitter and Instagram, Instagram. and maybe TikTok? Maybe <laughs> you'd have to be on that then. It's a two-man show. It is a well, it's a two-person show. Let's not yeah. uh, let's not program. <laughs> I'm anti now. Um, are you movie mad pod? Is our Facebook. Facebook? That's our Facebook. I know that one. Are you movie mad? Like, if you like us on there, or are you movie mad at homo.com, Send us messages. Tell us why you're wondering why the reference to uh, this week's episode last week, our clue was not at all correct because we went for a film that wasn't available, and we also went for a film that Johnny Turns had already seen, didn't want to see. So we <laughs> no, skipped I, two I, episodes I, entirely. Don't pin that on me. Look, look, I we might go back to that one another again. time, but uh, this was an overnight success. I think you'll find. <laughs> this was quite, you know, considering what a shit show it was getting to getting to here. Oh, we had a couple of was... hours of just, you know, massive depression on one of our parts. Yeah. Um... And also me. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we watched a good world. film. It was fun. It was fun. You um... can rate and review us on, subscribe to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify. Podnose is our pod. SoundCloud. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where that's where we host. We don't advertise yeah. the SoundCloud because oh. that's just oh, right. on a, that's just on Podnos. Fair enough. Fair that's enough. how we create our RSS feeds. Spoiler alert! In order to get it onto iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you want to listen to your podcast from. What's um What's next week's film? Next week, um, I think we're going to stay in New York. Okay. But we're not going to be in the 1960s no more. We might take it to I don't know. How about 40 years after the producers? Is it the... Um, Maybe we'll uh, hang out with... Producers was in 1976. 67. 67, sorry. 87, 97, 87. Oh. Yeah. All right, so it's not... Do you mean 30 years? Did you say 30 years or 40? You said 40 years, yeah? 40 years. You don't mean like 28 years? 2007. 28 years, 2005, for the uh, Producers remake? No, I don't. It's not a remake. It's an adaptation <laughs> of the Warner Musical adaptation. I know. I said that just to annoy you. How dare you? I'm angry at you. I'm angry at you now. No, 2007 movie. Maybe we're going to do a 2007 movie. Right. Okay. It's an 18 rated 2007 movie. I was too young to go and see in the cinema. I'm still fucking dead, baby. Who knows? Maybe that's what it's going to be. Maybe it's an eight. Maybe February's going to be another 18 rated month because we did that last year, and that led into a lockdown. 
a global lockdown. So that worked out for us. Maybe we'll do it this year and we'll go into a second lockdown. We've already into third lockdown. Should I be um, a bit of a scared one to go into this? You should always be scared to go into everything I do. (laughs) True. I think everyone should be brave. We're watching Brave on Disney+. Plus. Ugh, it's me, Malita. My mum's become a bear. And my three brothers have become bears. And that is the end of New Mutants. Ugh, I. What a finale. It's me, Anya Taylor-Joy. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com.